happy saturday guys it's so funny because i just feel like i'm so all over the place when i post <laughs> my podcast and when i um record um sometimes it's friday night most of the times it's been on a friday night um randomly on a sunday and here we are saturday morning it's a beautiful spring day in jersey um it's only about 11 30 where i'm at right now um have my big cup of coffee and um, put, got in a few episodes of Ozark, and then I was like, you know what? Let me record, get this done and over with. Not that it's hard thing to do. It's just, you know, I get, I jump on here for a while. My thoughts start racing. I go all over the place. So, just wanted to get it out of my system and enjoy the rest of the day. Like your girl is going outside today. Um, so I hope you enjoy this week, and um, I hope wherever you are, it's a beautiful weekend as well. Okay, so I'm going to start with smaller stories right now. Usually I've done that before, but I kind of want to get these out of the way because I've have, I have a lot of notes for the bigger storylines, but I do want to make sure I touch base on mostly everything that I could remember. Um, briefly, we'll start with Chase and Brooklyn. Um, you know, he shows up with flowers. That's how last Friday ended. Um, typical, like, soap trope when he tries to explain to her, like, Hey, sorry, could have make it. She's already like a little like aggy. Like, yeah, that's right. You're late. Just a little like attitude-ish with him. She ends up telling, he ends up telling her, oh, yeah, I was in the hospital. She runs to him all dramatic. Like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Typical soap trope, but cute. Um, I like how they were discussing like their routine with Bailey um, in the morning because we didn't get really get to see a lot of that. We saw like a lot of the drama, but he was like, you know, we'd have our morning routine. And then when she took her nap, we'd kick our feet up. We didn't get to see that a lot. We saw them sometimes in the evening by the fireplace, but we didn't get to see that a lot. So I love that he brought that up a little bit, you know? And um, I love when she's like, oh, gee, what do you miss lying about the paternity of the baby? And he had to like clarify, no, like the actual act of it of us playing house, you know? So that was cute. Um, Leo shows up, gives Chase the business, you know, kind of holds him accountable and lets him know like you weren't here. But um you know, Chase made it nice and basically was like, I know I'm here now, buddy. So, you know, if you feel comfortable right now in front of us performing, do it. And obviously what he said was just beautiful and touching and just, uh, just a palate cleanse of what we needed to hear on a Monday, you know, and also just all around. There's a lot of drama, which is why we like the show and love the show, but just everything he was saying about like the only me and I loved it. Um, so those were cute scenes. I love BLQ, like crying, tearing up. I hope that was like just real, just touching in general. You know, I'm sure everyone on set, cast, crew probably thought it was so touching too. So I would love to have just been there to see, see everybody just the, the room quiet while he's doing his routine, you know? Um, and then, you know, I think I'm backtracking a little bit, but when Chase talks to Leo about listening to Brooklyn songs, I thought that was cute. I wish we would have saw those scenes, though, you know? Um, and then when Chase first got there, they're chatting it up before Michael heads out to, I don't know where he was heading out to. Oh, the the house, his other little house with Willow. Um, he tells um, Brooklyn, like, just make sure Ned stays in line and falls in line. We know he gets a little insecure, but we got this. We got this. <laughs> I thought she was going to, I thought it was going to go in a different direction. I thought she was just going to be like, uh, no, like, if you're coming for my dad, you're coming for me. But I guess they understand each other. So I thought that was really cute. 
again, I don't know why I spend, I even spend time on this, but we get a few sprinkles of it throughout the week. So I guess I have to talk about it. Um, Liz and her DID, which no one seems to figure out yet. <laughs> I just can't even believe that this is taking as long as it's taking, you know, I, there's no, like, it's so funny because I listen to, you know, I'm on Twitter and I listen to stuff and I'm just like, who thinks that th this is somebody else? Like, who really thinks that this is someone aside from her? There's so, there's like clues. There's no danger, no break-ins, no harm. Of course, the PCPD can't figure it out. But um, when, I don't know if it was Dante or Jordan explaining about like how you jam the cameras and how you could block certain things out. And I'm like, if that's Liz doing it, she's really tech savvy then. And we did, just didn't know it. <laughs> So I was like, okay, that's funny. And then she's talking about it. And then I think she leaves and then her and Finn are chatting it up and Aiden pops up. And Aiden's convinced it's Franco, which I put hash, I put um eye roll emoji on my notes because I just feel like this is, now it's getting to a point where if this really is her and she has the idea, whatever you want to call it, now it's getting to a point where now your son thinks there's a ghost lingering in his house and your son thinks that this ghost isn't happy with everyone moving on. And, you know, this where this is where it could kind of mess Aiden's head up, you know, and that's where I that's kind of what I think of all of the, all of this. So we'll see where that goes. Um, I think it's funny because it's like, no, you're going to stay with me. You're going to stay with me. And she's like, no, I don't want to put Violet in danger. Somebody needs to give um, Finn that book. He's just not into you or have him watch the movie because I'm just getting the the vibe that she's just not into him. And maybe because she's having this little issue too, or having this little psychotic break. But at the same time, I feel like if this was like Drew back in like 2016 or even Rick Lanson, like I feel like even Franco, any other dude, she'd be like, all right, yes, yeah, stay with me. All right, yes, yeah, I'll stay with you. Like whatever it is to keep me from danger because she'd just feel safe and she'd really, really be into this person. So I just feel like... I'm getting the vibe she's not into him, which leads me into this, the next scenes or the next day. I forgot what day it was where Finn brings Violet to the nail salon and Finn and Ava have these conversation. Hashtag Fava. <laughs> um, I thought it was really cute. And I, if they were chem testing, pass. Hashtag checkmark. Totally pass. I'm totally here for it. Um, they missed the opportunity of having Avery be at the nail salon with Ava um, but if that ever were to turn into something, that's cute. They're almost around the same age. It could be like stepsisters and I don't know. I just, I, I really do. And I'm not a Finn fan, but I see a lot of chemistry with him and Ava than I do with him and Liz, quite frankly. Um, so I was into that. I wasn't really into coming him coming for Lucy because he, I don't think he, which could cause another issue because he doesn't believe in spirits and things and that, which he might right now in this case, he might be the only logical one. He has to know, like, I don't think, I think this is a physical, actual person, you know? Um, but Lucy, obviously she's into that world. So of course they're going to have some sort of conflict there, but I thought it was nice that Liz kind of, you know, buffered the situation and kind of understood where they both were coming from to break. Like she's just, this is just a ripple effect of what she's causing. Beef with people, her son thinking, thinking there's ghosts. Um, just a lot of things going on. So I'm just, I can't wait till it comes out that it's her so we could just be done and over with. I'm excited to see the aftermath of it all, really. 
We got Curtis and Poppy. I call him Poppy Marshall at the docks. And Curtis is calling him out. Like, obviously, you had some sort of mental mental health issue and you didn't go to jail. You were in a mental institute, um, which I don't want to speak too much on topics that I'm not 1000% educate, educated on. But um, he started with, he leaned into the whole, like, I get it. Like, you know, you'd be, I get it why you'd be ashamed that you'd have a mental issue and didn't want to, um, I'm sorry, you hear birds, but it's just, I have a bird's nest outside of my balcony and there you go. Anyway, <laughs> um, you know, for a man, for a black man, just in general, at the time, years ago, mental health was something people didn't really talk about or didn't really admit to. Or if you did, it'd be like, boy, get over that. Boy, you don't got no problems. Stop. Get over it. So I could understand why Curtis made it, you know, extend to him. Like, I get it if you didn't want to talk about it back then. So I thought that was, you know, just well, well written, well written, like completely understood. Um, but maybe he just kept saying like it was dangerous it was dangerous i just maybe me staying away kept you guys safe so maybe he was at a point where his mental break was really bad and he was a dangerous to himself and others and that's why he stayed away and he's just not ready to admit that to curtis if that's the truth i don't know but um he cleared curtis towards the end like if you didn't find what you were looking for in those papers don't ask me for it now Bye. You went behind my back. You did. You moved around and you were working shady just to get these papers and you still don't find what you're looking for. Figure it out. So I really like those scenes at the end. Um, I thought it was funny. The one episode where Dante came to interview one of the robbers while he was in the hospital bed. We had TJ all up in that episode, not really saying much. And he was only in that episode, obviously, just to receive a clarinet from Marshall. I loved how at first he was like, yo, man, hold up. Like, what is this? Who's this from? Like, it could have been a bomb. So I loved his hesitation there really quick. But he ends up opening it and it's a clarinet. So I thought that was really cute. Um, and also... When you go back to Curtis, and I will get, I guess we could touch on this really quick, but you, when you go back to Curtis um, after he kind of found out everything that was going on, and then he went to the boxing ring to kind of clear his head, and Sonny's like taunting him, like, oh, somebody pissed you off, basically. And Sonny's like taunting him. And then, um, you know, Sonny's like talking to him a little bit about how family business is risky and trying to like, give him advice about mending relationships and he seemed even a little off when Curtis was like what do, you, do you know anything about him why has he got issues with you and he so even Sonny seemed a little weird and I don't know if like maybe bringing up Marshall's past about what happened back in the day might even bring up something we don't know about Sonny I think that'd be pretty cool um I could be totally off base probably he could be so far removed but he was being a little weird. So I didn't really understand that. And Sonny really shouldn't be giving Curtis advice about mending fences and trying to repair relationships in the family. Last person Curtis needs to listen to. Anywho, um, fast forward, we see Portia and Drew. They're a little worried. They're at the Savoy. They're a little worried. Um, and first of all, they look cute together too. But it didn't take Drew more than two minutes to mention it all to Portia about yeah it was a fake job background interview and yeah Curtis found out a little bit about his background I know there was basically some information that he needed to really get his hands on but couldn't 
whatever the case was. And Portia's a little, not really happy about it. And then Curtis shows up and they have the conversation. And basically, Curtis is doing a Portia what Jordan did to him about keeping information. You know, I didn't want to tell you this to keep you guys safe. I don't know what I was going to find. Um, and Portia's like, all right, well, you didn't really trust me to tell me this. And you kept it from me. Like, I get your logic with keeping us safe, but I'm your better half. We just bought a house together. We signed the contract together. Now you can't tell me certain things because you don't trust me. And he had that same conversation with Jordan, if we're not mistaken, about a year and a half ago. But am I lying? So this is interesting to see how the tables are turning here. And I'm curious to see how this all unfolds. I don't think they're going to break up anytime soon, but I could see Jordan and Curtis having a conversation about like Curtis saying to Jordan, like, listen, I'm sorry. I get why you did certain things because now I'm in the same boat and you know, I don't, I don't want no heat. I just want to keep everybody safe and handle things the way I handle things. And I hope Jordan, like, instead of like, I told you so, which she deserves that, but she should also be like, yeah, I get it. No, completely understand. Like now I just appreciate that. Now you understand my stance on it all. So we'll see if that ever happens. Hashtag Sprina. <laughs> Sprina's a vibe, not a vibe, but like Sprina, Sprina is its own canvas because Sprina draws a lot of more people into their storyline. You know, Ava, Nicholas, Laura, Esme, Joss, Kim, like this is just a whole hashtag storyline right now. But we're going to start with her at the gallery, which I don't really understand because Rory is there to protect her. So now she has security. I don't know. But how was he? Well, you know what? I guess that's why he was at um, Kelly's last week because I guess he was staying in her orbit and, you know, make sure she's safe and all that. So I completely understand. But she was about to pepper spray him and... uh she calls him Officer Invisible. That was funny. And he was like, oh, you have good aim. And she's like, yeah, well, my dad's an ex-cop. So um, I ain't new to this. <laughs> so I thought that was really cute. And instead of like Officer Cabrera, he's like, call me Rory if you need to call me. I would have fell for that. I'm just so gullible. I would have fell for that line ASAP. But um, I think that, uh, I don't know. I really don't mind a triangle. Trina deserves it. It's what she deserves for these next months coming but I hate seeing the angst between her and Spencer right now he is a POS we get it but we know why he's doing what he's doing so we get that too it's just tough because she doesn't know that so she, I feel like she's getting hurt which I didn't really get that vibe Friday but we'll get there um he's really playing Esme though like you see like before he leaves he's all like hugging her like it's always been me and you making her feel so good um but is Esme that stupid? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, is Esme that stupid? Anyway, he walks into the gallery to do his after hours and he sees Rory and he's just like, not nice. All of a sudden, he, I get it because he knows good art. He's of class. He knows a lot of stuff. So he knows art and everything. And Rory's just like, oh, I just see these two different colors. <laughs> And Sprina's like, yeah, yeah, that was nice. Sprina's like, oh, I like your, I mean, not Sprina. Trina's like, oh, I like your insight. Like, as if Trina don't know to really dig, dig deep into the art. So that was cool. Um, and he's just being jealous. And then, like, ask her, what are you doing to him? Why are you hanging out with him? Like, just real territorial, real Cassidine. Real Cassidine. Um, but it was funny because he's like, I hurt you, but please don't hurt me. And... As 
I'm thinking this in my head. Um, I'm thinking of a song in my head as he's saying this. And Trina goes, oh, you're playing all the hits. <laughs> but I follow for it. And as she's saying that, I was thinking of that song, um, Jay-Z Song Cry. <laughs> How he's like, I know I hurt you, but you have to do me like that. Um, so it was funny because the way he was trying to spin it, like, I know I did a lot of shit to you, but like, you're not the, just manipulating her. I feel like just, but you're not the type of person to hurt me back. Right. So, oh man, do I know men like that, but good acting, good, good, just good angst and good chemistry between the both of them. Um, meanwhile, back at Windermere, Nicholas is just having a tantrum because Lord, I mean, Ava doesn't make it for dinner and he probably f was so mad that he had the staff set it up as if he had to lift a pinky to do it and just flips it over has them clean it up real quick because all of a sudden the next day there's a freaking charcuterie board out and candles and alcohol out for Ava the next day anywho um Laura walks in just in time when him and Esme are having another close moment which she um definitely calls him out on and basically, like, if you want to have these close moments, if you want to be consoling her, you really need to be consoling your wife. Like, get her out of here. Sonny, Sonny told me he would keep her safe, but, like, is really Sonny's word his bond? <laughs> we don't know. Um, but she needs to go. And you're safe, so get out. So Esme gets all excited, obviously, and goes to tell Spencer at the gallery and obviously finds Trina and Spencer having... A moment, but I wouldn't even get that crazy. It was just, um, she was like, go ahead, go to your stupid little girlfriend. I got shit to do. And he's like, it's not like that. It's not like that. Um, he didn't really say too much though, because too much that incriminated him because she kind of still fell for his shit. So it was funny, but, um, I love how Trina was like, you're trying to keep me on the hook. Like, she's very insightful. She's not stupid. Even though she has may have feelings for him, she's not stupid, and I really love it. And she read, and Esme came out there, I mean, came out there threatening her, and as she read both of them. There was nothing that was threatened. Like, I just, there was nothing in that scene where I was like, oh, Trina, be careful. Like, no, it was more like, Esme, watch out, because Trina is coming for next. Um... And, you know, she's like, I'm going to go do what I got to do when I come back. Uh, be gone because I'll call the cops on you for trespassing. And I saw on Twitter, somebody made a very valid comment. Like, if Rory is patrolling and watching her, how did how was she able to get in? Like, stop. Either he's not doing a good job or he was, like, off his shift. I don't know. Um, but I also love the whole Spencer playing Esme. Like, listen, like. Stop getting so mad. Stop getting so aggravated, so frustrated. Like you're obsessing over Trina right now. And it was cute. I think I, I think they laughed. I think that was a um, blooper when he was like, your forehead's all scrunched up. I think it was a blooper. It was cute though. But I was rolling. Um, but she's like convinced. I feel like really sociopath liars like believe their own lies because she is selling this. Like I can't wait to see her locked up, blaming me for what she did. Like she, I think she even convinced herself. I think at this point she don't believe it was her anymore. She really believes it's Trina, and she's just that good of a liar. But um, I don't know. We'll see what happens there. Obviously, circle back to Windermere again, and um. Ava tried to sneak in and Nicholas opens the door. And like I said, the staff was able to clean up and put something together again real quick. Um, but she's not beat. She is not beat. And she's like yelling at him. Then what is she still doing here? And 
He's like, well, you know, we didn't we didn't actually have a date yet. Like, it's like, no, get out. He's like concerned about Esme, obviously. Like something's there. I don't know if his feelings, but she's touched him in a way that he just can't, he can't put her out. I don't even think that he wants to, even though he's telling Ava, like, I can't wait for her to get out. Um, and she is telling him, like, listen, you know, we don't really trust each other. We haven't even discussed issues that we had in the past, how we got into this marriage. And I think I said this last week about, you know, they haven't, they didn't really start on the most genuine foot. Yeah, they fell for each other. The love is there, but they're both vindictive. They're both somewhat evil. They both can't trust each other. And she's just not beat. Somehow it does seem to be aphrodisiac for them though. You know, (laughs) I feel like not trusting each other is like aphrodisiac for them. But he's like, again, his ego, he's like, well, you ran to Sonny instead of coming to me. And based in so many words, she's like, and what the hell are you going to do, you punk ass? You weren't going to do nothing. You know, and she's even mad that like Laura told him that like Sonny gave promised her that he would, uh, Esme wasn't in danger. She was like, why would he do that? Why is she not in danger? She was even mad about that. But then he turned the tables real quick when she was like, I was thinking about divorcing. I don't want to renew our marriage right now. And he turned the tables real quick and she kind of fell for it, you know? And he's like, well, why? Why? And she's like, because I still love you. And then they kiss and almost fall into bed, but she kind of stops herself, which good for her. So I think this is the beginning of the end for them. And I would not be mad if I saw her, again, her and Finn get into something where he's like licking her wounds and, you know, he can't really be there for Liz if she's in Ferncliff. I don't know. I'm reaching, but I just thought that was... um interesting to watch so I feel like a lot of this may tie into each other's storyline a little bit um so we have Sasha starts at Nina's apartment when Smalt's there like basically coming for her trying to get some information out of her and um she's like why are you gross well she tells smoltz like why are you grossly distorting the situation like no nah, he's spitting facts <laughs> it's not grossly distorted either like all this are facts you're just gross and distorted but obviously sasha comes to the rescue at that point and you know she starts telling him about she starts talking to nina about like so you're really into sunny and that's when we nina says out loud i do want to be with him and sasha's like do you know who you even want to be with do you know what this guy is do you know what he's capable of and um, and she's like, well, the guys are handled. And she's like, did that mean he killed, that he killed them? And she's like, I didn't really think that through. Like, what do you think happened? What do you think happened? They just had like a bar fight and that was it? Like, come on, you know? And she just, I, again, I get why they're close and I get why Sasha's like remorseful for what she did to her but it's just I feel like Sasha's just too and too good and pure of a person even though right now she's falling off the wagon and it's take we still don't know if that's coke it's some sort of pill she's falling off the wagon and she's taking something I just feel like she's too good of a person to be around Nina I'm sorry I thought it was really sad where she thought everything she did was her karma with Liam that was really sad but that's real some people you know take it to that extreme to really find answers or try to find some sort of closure when something like that happens in their lives um 
you know, we see Brando like house hunting with Lucy real quick, which I love, which was cute. And Lucy showing concern for Sasha as well. I have, I love that they've grown a relationship and she was like basically telling Brando like, you know, make sure you do well too. And you know, Brando's kind of, kind of explaining the, how they both differently handle the situation. Um, and then fast forward, we'll get to those scenes, but we briefly have scenes with Brando and Sunny, which we'll get to in a bit. And that's when he gets the call from Nina about a couple of our want to have the conversation with you about Sasha, which well, I don't even know why we needed those scenes. Like she every like it just putting her in scenes with these people just makes her look even more idiotic and dumb and hypocritical. It's like horrible, you know, when she said when they she talks about he talks about like losing losing Liam and he gets upset and he's really he's a really good actor. He's emotional and I love it. Um, and he shows that vulnerability as a guy, and I love it too. And, you know, Nina's like, yeah, I understand, you know, when you have that kind of loss, of course, what do you mean? And, uh, be, and be afraid that it could happen again. Oh, like Sonny's family lost him twice, <laughs> technically, lost in the Knicks and Falls, and then lost Sonny altogether to you? Like, please, no, stop it. We don't want to hear you feel bad or feel remorseful like it's all about you and somehow she makes it all about her when she has these conversations with Sasha and with Brando she makes she turns it around and make it all about her about losing now it's so stupid oh sick of her already so sick of her anyway I don't know if anybody noticed but that new uh, Metro Gardens restaurant like it okay like that's Sunny's Terrace like stop <laughs> and I think they they're putting that set together to transition slowly transition into the um pool rooftop set that they had last year. So it's good to see new sets and new colors and all that as well. But it's just my theory is always like, oh, they're doing this briefly to set up for another set. So I thought that was really all right. So this is where all these stories kind of tie in together. Um, the Deception Girls are at the Metro Gardens restaurant. Again, celebrating that they went public again. It's funny because, like, Gladys is like, I want shares, I want this. And Lucy's like, you got a pretty hefty raise. And it's funny because she probably did. For the money they make, she's probably making a lot more than what she's the work she's been putting in. Um, so I thought that was funny. And <laughs> Brooklyn's like, you better mooch off your daughter-in-law, your rich daughter-in-law. Um, and I love how they're, like, talking about what they're going to buy with their stuff, what they want to do. And then the photographer is just savage, completely savage, just taking ridiculous photos of her. And I just, I mean, she's pretty and everything, but why just Sasha? Like this whole, all these women went public. Why just, because she's the face of deception, because she just lost a baby. I'm just, just a little confused about that. That's all. Um, but I just, I think it's really funny how they're all talking about all this money. And I think it's just to highlight that they might be losing it all once this all if and once this all unravels that Sasha was caught on camera popping pills and then she ran over somebody um not on purpose but you know they all just happened in one day it was just a huge ripple effect for her like a huge spiral downfall so I feel really bad about that um and you know Gladys takes the memory card and he's not happy about it so obviously they go after he drives after them. And I, I don't know. I don't think Sasha got to take the pill because technically she wouldn't have been driving under the influence. I don't think she got to take the pill. Um, but whatever the case is, this is just at all like this all started because you got caught on camera almost about to take something. And now everything else is just not going well for you. You know, um, 
hashtag, I mean, FYI, I really don't like Maxie's nails and I don't really have much to say about the her Austin discussion thing. It's like, anyway, so um, Sasha's mortified. Sasha's mortified that she ran over Harmony. Sasha's mortified she got caught on camera about to pop pills. Sasha's mortified she still is grieving over Liam. Um, I love her relationship with Gladys, especially obviously this is all highlighted. It's like, not that... Gladys didn't really have a choice. She just came to the rescue, of course. But um, every time she got like, every time she was getting photographed, she just wouldn't stop looking at the camera. And I get it. You know, you're just in shock. But my first instinct would be to fight them off. Not that violence is the answer, but that would be like my first instinct, you know? Um, and I guess we could get into the whole... Harlexis, Harley Lexis <laughs> storyline. Um, basically, you know, why Harmony was ran over basically is because this all started with Carly being nosy, which fine, I love it if she's in the, in the storyline. Um, it's everyone's mad how she wants to goes about it, but sure, you know, she runs over to Alexis's house to try to talk to Harmony just to see, you know, basically kind of wrap up loose ends of some tidbit information she got um we see diane and alexis at her office the invader offices just talking about everything and i didn't realize how alexis does have invested interest in this article because she's representing michael and willow in this custody case so she's like one why would you do that and two don't do it because harmony doesn't want to let you because she got skeletons in her closet you you don't you know, like this is going to jump. This is good for your career. This is just good to get the truth out there. Expose the, the dirties like Nina. And I'll be damned, you know. And obviously, you know, Alexis trusts Diane about everything that's going on. About Harmony Lion and paperwork she found. And Diane's like, yo, kick her to the keister. Especially when she's trying to tell you not to publish it. And try to get at you in your own house. Like, bye. Um... But she starts talking to um, Diane about like, you know, Diane's like, you know, you lied for, you know, if you lie for Harmony, how, where's that going to lead you? You know, you lied for other people before and look at the road it led you down. And I'm surprised she only brought up Neil. Like you lied for Julian too. And you damn near got stabbed in the neck by him. <laughs> so what are you talking about? Um so I love that they have those conversations and she's basically like, you know, I top harmony. Like I wasn't worried. I wasn't threatened or worried by the friendship. I was threatened or worried more for the fact that you would be in harm's way with harmony. But I know where I lie in your life. <laughs> so I love that they had that conversation. Um, we obviously have Carly go into the house and she's like, no, I know that's Harmony's Carly. I'm about to just pop in. It's funny because everyone's like, how can she just pop into somebody's house? How can you just pop into somebody's house? You ain't never, yeah, you're never going to be able just to pop into my house or pop up. But my grandma's house, which is like the melting pot of our family and we're all so much pretty local. That's the only house probably that we can just pop in at. <laughs> you know, other than that, I'm surprised that especially with a roommate that Carly's just going to walk on in. But whatever. Um... She starts questioning Harmony about Nina and Nina, I mean, yeah. And Harmony was like, let me go get my phone, hashtag the syringe. And Carly's like, all right, no problem. Uh, just unapologetically goes into that folder, like within seconds. And then follows up with the, um, follows up with going into the fire. 
Um, and But it's funny because before that, Carly said, is Nina blackmailing you to Harmony? And I just would have went with that. If you're really trying to hide a story, I would have been like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she is blackmailing me, actually. And um, that's it. I would have went with that. But just like Esme is like a good professional liar, I think Harmony is a good professional liar. Obviously, she is deranged. And I loved seeing the transition of her downfall. It wasn't just black and white. It was a slow, scary transition. So she did really good there, and I love it. Um, obviously, they get in a little fight because Carly's like, oh, you're not about to get me with that syringe. She eventually did. I don't know how much she pumped into her, though, which is, like, scary that she was able to get up and kick ass out from that trunk. Um, maybe just enough not to kill her, but enough to stage the whole Carly drove off a cliff. Like, as if... My thing is, Harmony, like, as if... That was going to be the end of that. Like, come on. Everyone in Port Charles knows Carly loves herself too much to be driving off a cliff, driving herself off a cliff. Or she said it made, she made it, made it seem like a mistake, but you still would have found something in her system. And everyone who knows Carly knows she don't do drugs. So she would have, they put, would have found her body off the river, did an autopsy and found drugs in her system. Sunny would have knew, everybody would have knew ASAP this was a setup. So that just goes to show Harmony was not thinking all the way through. It was not thinking straight. And just out of whack, you know? Um, but anyway, so Alexis finds her once Carly's passed out in the trunk. And Harley, Harmony just spills everything. Like, just spills everything. Like, thinking, like, I'm going to tell you now because I'm going to kill you too. So I might as well just tell you the truth. And um, I thought it was really funny that we saw that Carly drive the third row SUV. <laughs> I'm like such a stickler for these things. I thought it was really funny because she has Donna, she has Avery, she has Joss, sometimes probably even Wiley. So it would make sense that she would have like that kind of, I think it was a Highlander. I know my cars, I'm in the business, but I think it was a Highlander and it's cute because what if she has their friends or what if they're in sports and she has their stuff. So I love how they're very specific with that. Last time she was in the trunk, she didn't have... You know, she only had Avery and Jocelyn. So I think it was a BMW last time she was in her own truck where um, Ryan, like, knocked her out or whatever. So um, I don't know. Just a quick nod to, like, these working moms out there in these mom cars. <laughs> um, and then just as Alexis came to the rescue for Carly, Carly comes to the rescue to, for Alexis when um, Harmony is about to, like, get her with a rock. Um but the one, I don't know if it was Wednesday. I don't remember if it was Wednesday or Tuesday where like, we got like less than a minute scenes with them on by the car and on the cliff. So I thought that was really funny. Um, obviously, they go to the hospital and Alexis is, um, they're both okay, thank God. And they're talking to the cops and Alexis is like, oh, it was a crazy girl's night out, which Nancy Lee Grand would have said that too. So I thought it was funny. Um, whatever that was over Carly's mouth to help her breathe she took that off with the quickness and um right away George is questioning her like but like sis you're team too much right now like you know she was pumped with drugs like so even if you did ask her anything how you know you're gonna get a straight answer but you did it anyway <laughs> and we still don't know yet we still don't know completely if Carly put it all together that Nina is Willow's mom she didn't say it out loud. She has these thoughts and it the show insinuates and her thoughts insinuates that that's where it's going. But we don't completely 
know yet. So I'm not really sure how this conversation is going to go. I don't honestly, this, because we know soaps, how far will this conversation really go on Monday before Carly is about to spill and then boom, your mom's awake, you know, and then Willow has to rush to her mom's side. So I don't really know how far this is going to get right now, but it's really sad when Willow's having the conversation. Obviously she's like, so like, whoa, what's happening? Why is my mom here? Who knows what? This is crazy. And then goes right into just um, feeling bad that she's just now getting a relationship with her mom and she won't be able to forgive herself, which made me feel like, like, don't be too hard on yourself. <laughs> like your mom really did some dirty stuff to you. So of course it was going to take time to repair that, you know, but it was heart wrenching when she was saying like, I'm just starting to feel my mom's love. Like <sighs> not really going to go into that as far as me personally, but I completely get that. And it was just such a heartbreaking scene. Um, and then you transition into like Carly and Joss having those seeds and Carly's like, I love you. You mean the world to me. And, you know, Carly has that security of knowing who her daughter is, Joss knowing who her mom is and just them being in each other's orbit, never really being away from each other. Um, so I think, I think it just, it was a moment for Carly. Like, um, we're just, you don't understand how lucky we are. You know, and I just, I love, I love those moments coming off of like Willow's sadness. Like that was really good directing or editing or whatever that was. But I love how like Gladys pops in <laughs> to Carly and then just like, oh, I got to take a call. Like typical, typical Corinthos, even though she's not a real Corinthos, typical Corinthos taking calls. So I thought that was really funny, but um, I love how like Gladys is like, um, Carly's like, well, what are you doing here? Why do you care so much about harmony? And Gladys is like, because I care about the safety of others. You should uh, practice that. It was like, she's so zinger. I love her zingers, you know? And then right away tells her because Sasha hit Willa Harmony. And then as she's explaining to Carly, like, um, Sasha's like moods and what's been going on. I feel like Carly's even figuring that out. Like, damn, Sasha might be off the wagon again. And it was just like what it's been a rough couple it's been a rough night so it was just it's she loves Sasha too so I'm sure she's probably like damn Willow's gonna be devastated when she finds out this isn't her, her real mom and now we gotta really help rally around Sasha because now Sasha's back on drugs um I don't know I could be wrong but it looked like with her facial expressions that she was slowly figuring that out too um but then we get freaking Smoltz and Brando and Michael in the hallways because obviously Sasha ended up telling Brando like go ahead this is what happened and he's like I'll support you either way whether you want to tell Willow or not I support you and Glass is like you sure you want to do that <laughs> but you know they're like I'm gonna support you either way so they they well he walked up with Michael and then Smaltz pops off like if you don't want to give me the story then I'll go to Sasha and Brando's like you do what you want but you may not have the opportunity to do that if you keep keep it up and keep doing what you're doing and Michael kind of backs off like go ahead do your thing and I was getting like Sunny Jason vibes <laughs> you know like Michael's there with the black blazer and just chilling and Brando's kind of like enforcing the whole like just being the one who's intimidating and I was just getting sunny uh sunny Jason vibes I don't know why that's what I was getting I don't know if any of you guys feel the same way 
But um, Smoltz looks scared. Smoltz like, damn, I already got punched in the face by one of these Corintho Corbin guys. Like, this guy means business. He looked a little scared, so I'm hoping he got the hint and backed off. Um, but those scenes with Michael and Brando, like, really, Brando, after what you were just saying to Sonny about Michael, let's get into it, please. I'm glad to. So I'm like in the middle of it all, but we'll jump into Brando and Sunny scenes. And we got to these scenes because we'll get into it. But Michael gave Sunny the business. Dante gave Sunny the business, calling him a prickly son of a bitch, which is so on trend, first of all. And um, Brando's like, well, you know, I, I, I kind of get why Michael feels like that, why he's entitled and why he feels like he can kind of shoo you off because you've spoiled him his whole life and that's just first of all brando you just hating ass right now you're just being a hater and i like brando but you're being a hater at this point you know nothing you know nothing so stop unless there's all these conversations you have with michael and carly and sunny that you don't know, happen off camera you really don't know because you don't know what michael suffered and i'm mad that sunny didn't even say yeah you know he you know, yeah, he had a lot growing up, but he lost a lot too. Like, Sonny was just like, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's right. Big me up. That's right. Big me up. That's what you need to do right now. It's just like, get like, bye. So I wasn't a fan of those scenes. Um, again, I don't know if we're just doing this to show that there's going to be a bond between Sonny and Brando business purposes i don't know even though he made it clear to nina that that's not happening not getting back in the business and, not, and to sasha like i'm not going to be back in that orbit but who knows um i just think that it was just very interesting that he had these conversations with i guess you could say the young men in his life not young men but the men in his life who he's somewhat um superior to supposedly you know um, he had the conversations with Dante, like, and Dante's like, listen, I get where Michael's coming from. You know, I, ain't, I completely ain't about to just cut you out of my life, but I get where he's coming from. You know, before that, of course, Dante is always business, you know, he's like, oh, you know, does this have anything to do with like, are you mad about, or just ask him about the cops and robbers. And Sonny's like, listen, are you, you're going to talk to me as a son or you're going to talk to me as a cop. I don't really need a cop right now. And they have the conversation and Dante's like, you know, I get it. Like you cheated on his mother and you, you're picking Nina. You're choosing to keep Nina in your life. I'm not going to stay away from you because of that. But I get where Michael's coming from. And then he starts like defending Nina to Dante about like, well, it's not her, you know, yeah, she did a lot of things, but it's not her fault. She didn't know now was her daughter. So it's like, oh, so it's Carly's fault when you were in on that secret too, lest we forget, like cut it out. Um. So I thought it was just, very eye-opening that not eye-opening actually why am i surprised that sunny didn't take ownership or take accountability to anybody this week um but dante goes visits one of the robbers that um try to rob kelly's comes back to sunny and it was like oh somebody paid their bill somebody's not talking somebody scared them and um i hope you know, I hope they got the hint. I hope there's no retaliation and nothing come coming after this. And Sonny says something along the lines like, oh, you're, you know, the PCPD is lucky to have you. I don't know if this is transitioning to Dante bending the rules. Um, even though he does turn a blind eye, this was very, you know, 
this week it was just very apparent and transparent that he was turning a blind eye to things. So I don't know what we're going to get. I don't know what we're going to get there, but um, that was very interesting to watch. I don't know if it was, again, drawing lines in the sand as far as um, I understand why Michael's pissed at you. I'm going to stay in your life and I'll be your number one son. I don't know. Who knows? But um, speaking of drawing lines in the sand, we got some great scenes with <laughs> Sonny and Michael. Sad because, you know, we don't want to see that. We don't want to see that go down, but it's a soap, so whatever. Big mistake, Sunny. You should not have went to Willow. Um, the same way Nina goes to Willow because she thinks Nina, Willow was weak and vulnerable and could kind of build a bridge. The same way he went to Willow and tried to take advantage of that. I don't think he tried to intimidate her, but just took advantage of her kindness. Big mistake. Um, because you you tell Willow, maybe you could draw the bridge Carly used to, but she might not want to this time, which I think is so off brand for him to say of her because that is so not true. He's a grown man and Michael's going to make decisions clearly as he sees fit. And I don't think Carly would promote that. She would understand, all right, you're mad. That's still your father, you know, but I and he, like, let's be real, Michael, he killed your real father. So if you could get over that, you could get over this, which is not. How can I say this? I, I'm so with Michael on this. I'm not against it. But what I'm saying is if she was able to build a bridge after you legit killed his father, I think I don't think she would intentionally tell Michael, like, yeah, screw him, screw him. Even with Jocelyn, this was before he slept with Nina. But even with Jocelyn, no matter what happens between me and Sonny, like, he's still like your dad and he loves you. So I don't think she would ever do that. Um, and... You know, everything was in defense of Carly. You know, everything was in defense of Carly and his siblings, really, if you think about it. Like, we felt a loss. And now you're defending this woman. And he's like, basically, he's speechless because I don't think he could could understand why Michael's even coming for him in this manner. Like, I think it's Michael's delivery that he suddenly looks kind of speechless. Like, are you talking to me like that? Then he tries to be like, I didn't want the divorce. I didn't want the divorce. Are you crazy? Your mom filed. Your mom filed. Like, yeah, after you slept with Nina, you freaking jerk. <laughs> you know, and I love the line where he's like, oh, something about like, are you, uh, now you're drawing lines in the sand and, you know, we don't need that. And he's like, it's already drawn. Like you cheated, period. You cheated on my mom, period. And then he wants to bring up Jax. Oh, well, let's not forget your mom cheated on me with Jax way back after she thought you slept with, after you thought that you slept with, now try to keep it a secret. And what did you do, Sonny? You got him deported. You retaliated with the quickness. You weren't playing no games. Nina lies to your family about you being dead, keeps you in a small town, and you want to tell Carly to back off? You legit got Joss's dad deported. So, oh, hypocrite city. Totally, totally turn me off. But I want to make two more points, and I think I'm done here. <laughs> Michael saying he wants to keep the Corinthos name, to bring back honor and redeem it, I think was very telling. And he had conversations again with Willow, like, I, I, wanna, I want Wiley to keep the name. I want to do good things with it. And Willow's like, well, don't. Don't become what you're trying to walk away from or what you're trying to separate yourself from. And I think that with keeping the Corinthos name and quote unquote trying to bring honor back to it and trying to rebuild it and um, 
kind of clean it of the corruption, the racketeering, the mob or the crime organization. You're going to take this on. And my prediction is he thinks he's going to be able to take this on and rebuild it. And he's probably going to get sucked into the life, you know, of that. So unless he tries to be, make it part of like Aurora EOQ, <laughs> Corinthos, I don't know. But I do see him trying to take this project on or rebuilding the Corinthos name into something good and him falling right into this criminal org organization that he's trying to like stay away from. Um, so I could totally see that happening. And despite that, despite all that, like, yes, you're Sonny's son. By all means necessary, you're Sonny's son. But you can't completely cut yourself out of his life. Like, because everyone else hasn't. Not even your mom completely just yet. Dante's is obviously going to stick by him. Christina's obviously going to stick by him. You got Avery, you got Donna. And, you know, you're going to see him at parties. And I know you probably could be cordial and civil, but there's going to be a lot of people in your life who will be okay with him eventually. And you're going to be the only one who's not going to be okay with him. So how do you completely just rid yourself of him? That's going to be a little hard. And I don't know how long this is going to last. It seems like it's going to last for a minute because even Sonny was done. Sonny's like, you're going to have to beg for my forgiveness. And he even tells Dante, like, it seems too late. Like, it's not even like we're a stranger or anything like that. Like, it, it's too late. Like, there's no coming back from it right now. And I know they're both in the heat of the moment. They're mad. Some of them, they're, they're saying some things they don't mean. But I'm just extremely curious how that's going to happen. And if, let's just say if, Carly gets back with Sonny, is this something that will draw another wedge between Michael and Carly? That would be interesting to watch. Also, um, quick little tidbit. I was watching his state of mind on YouTube, the live one he did last Sunday. And he talks about like, you know, there's rumors that I'm leaving. I'm not leaving yet. Eventually, if this pops off greater and bigger, this is my joy. This is my passion. This is what I want to do. I'm not going to act forever. That's the important. No one is really going to act forever. That's the unfortunate truth. If he did to leave, if he did leave anytime soon within the next three years, they're gonna they're gonna have to Sonny's not back completely yet. And they're gonna have to bring him back. They're gonna have to redeem everything that he's doing right now if he did leave, so he could leave with honor. Because let's just say he left the canvas right now. Anything could happen, obviously, but let's just say he left the canvas right now. He's pissed off so many fans. <laughs> There's like a small 0.01% of fans who really are okay with where the story is going. And the real, the rest, 99.999% of people are like, where's, where, like, who is this guy? So if he ever did leave the canvas, I'm really hoping that we get him back. And I'm hoping sooner than later. I'm hoping, again, this is like some sort of like mental illness or disorder that he's having or, you know, like even brain damage he had from falling and that thing hitting him in the head. I don't know that what this is why. I mean, amnesia was part of that too when he is, when his head got hurt. But, you know, I'm really hoping and praying they turn this around for him. Not even for when he leaves, just now in general. This is just, no one's with it. This ain't it, Sonny. This ain't it. Anyway, guys, thank you for tuning in. I probably went a little longer than I wanted to again. But I'm just happy to um, do this and have touched on everything and um, rate, 
review, like, comment, share. Again, agree or disagree. I love the feedback. I love engaging. And um, I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of the weekend. Bye-bye.